and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional. For those of you who are tuning into the podcast for the first time, welcome and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode I've put together today and walk into Thanksgiving hosting with your head held high, shoulders back, and heart relaxed. Now, this episode is not only going to be talking about hosting Thanksgiving Day, but hosting friends and family at your home for the days surrounding Thanksgiving. The tips I'll share on this episode can really be applied to any meal that you have or experience hosting house guests. I think that is a huge part of Thanksgiving we forget about. If you are parents with children away at college or a parent with adult children who live in another city, Thanksgiving is that time when you have a full house again. Or if you're like me, this might be your first time hosting family for Thanksgiving. The script has flipped. And this year, my parents and my grandmother, who will forever and always be referred to as granny on this podcast, are coming to stay with us for Thanksgiving. I am thrilled, utterly joyed to have my family under our roof. There was a long period of time where we all lived in the same city, under the same roof, and then when we got a little older, the same city, but different roofs, and as time progressed, gradually one of us moved away, and then another, and then another, and now we are all spread out, each in a completely different city. And it warms my heart to see each of my siblings and my parents doing what makes them happy and finding their place in the world, just as Johnson and I have in Boise. But it breaks my heart to be away from family. There are so many days where I would just love to curl up on the sofa with a cup of tea and chat with my mom or play around a pool with my dad or be able to cook a homemade meal for Granny and hear her talk about the amazing chapters of life. Y'all, I'm not kidding. The woman could write the most interesting book full of seven lifetimes of adventure. She's incredible. So to be able to be together for six days makes my heart flutter and jump, not because of nervousness, but because of joy. I am not not nervous because I have it all together or because I've done this before or because I'm faking it till I make it. No. I am not nervous because I've got things in perspective and I've made a plan. So let's talk about perspective and then we can get into the plan. For one, I will preface that my family is extremely accepting, low-key, and loving. They are much more enamored by the effort and thought of a thing than the actual end product, which takes some pressure off of my shoulders to present a five-star Michelin meal, but Typically, our family or friends or spouse isn't the one that places that pressure anyway. It's us. I'm a people pleaser. My love language is acts of service. I thrive off of thinking of a thoughtful act and executing upon it. So Thanksgiving should be a time that I'm stressed about making it perfect, coming up with things I can do or buy or make to have 
the holiday moment a joy for all that are involved. So why am I not freaking out? Because I'm remembering to keep the main thing the main thing. I encourage you to hit pause for a moment and think about what the main thing is for you. Is it remembering to honor God throughout the holiday? Is it spending time with family free from distraction? Is it expressing gratitude for all that you have and the special people in your life? Is it great food and drink? What is the main thing that makes your heart flutter when you think about Thanksgiving? I am willing to bet that the main thing, your main focus and goal is not for your guests to walk away thinking that you are the perfect host or hostess and that everything was 100% fabulous. That may be a hope, but it is not your main focus. So forget about that. Focus on your main focus. Not to get too personal about my own convictions, but I aim to live every day through the lens of remembrance and gratitude to God. So that is not my main focus for Thanksgiving specifically because that is the main focus for me daily. Like brushing your teeth. You do it daily. It isn't your main focus of the week. So my main focus is spending quality time with my family free from distraction. Once you've got that main focus in place, you can start to plan and create how you want to host. There are two main points in my focus. Quality time and freedom from distraction. Those two things absolutely play into how I will host my family for the week. The food I will prepare is going to be different than if my main focus was fabulous food and drink. Don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna make delicious food, but I am going to choose recipes that don't suck me away from my family. Example one, I asked my family if they would be open to having beef tenderloin instead of turkey. Partially because I think turkey is overrated, don't come at me, but primarily because making a turkey is a lot of work and I knew that it would pull me away from my family and into the kitchen messing with a big bird and additionally I've never made a turkey so I knew that mentally I would be distracted because I'd be scared of messing it up. If y'all have ever had to endure a dry turkey you know why this is a stressful thought. Each component of my meal passed through a few gates. One, is the flavor delicious? Yes. Two, is it time-consuming to make? Yes or no. If it is time-consuming, can I make it ahead of time? Four, is it going to cause me to be mentally distracted? For breakfast, I plan to serve a variety of egg-based dishes. Think quiche, sourdough, eggs, bacon, fruit, croissant, egg, bake. Now, a quiche is time-consuming to make, not if you buy pre-made or use a pre-made crust, but because I'm a little extra and because I cannot find a pre-made crust that tastes good and is free from seed oils, I make my own. Sourdough is very time-consuming to make. Here lies the caveat of that I can make it ahead of time, and that answer is yes. I've already got one quart of quicheville in the freezer ready to be mixed with eggs and put into the crust, which I already have made. All I have to do is pull out that quicheville and the crust to thaw overnight and it's ready for the morning. Sourdough, I will also make ahead of time. I make four loaves every time I make it, so we will be well stocked. Here is something that wouldn't pass. Egg souffles, delicious, yes but mentally would distract me because they are finicky. The quiche and the egg bake allow me to throw them together quickly, throw it in the oven, and then go spend time with family and forget about them until they're ready. 
For lunches, I plan to have soup, paninis, and salads. Again, soup can be made ahead of time. Paninis also could be made ahead of time if you leave your sauces off. Salads are quick to throw together. Once you've put the panini on the press, you have a good four to five minutes before your attention is needed to cut and serve them. For dinners, again, we're looking at things that come together easily, are delicious, and don't require mental energy. There are several dishes I like to make that can be made ahead of time and then heated, and honestly, no one would know the difference. Bolognese sauce with homemade pasta is the perfect example. I make the sauce and the pasta dough ahead of time, and then when the time comes to make dinner, I simply heat the sauce, roll and cut the pasta dough, and throw the noodles in boiling water for four minutes. Done. I have a chicken and wild rice dish that is fabulous reheated. Picadillo, which is a Cuban dish, is always better once it's had time to sit and blend in their flavors. Even short ribs, which are fabulous and impressive to guests, don't take that much effort. They take time, but most of that time is cooking time, in which your attention is not needed for. You throw everything in the pot, brown your meat, add your veg, add your wine and broth, and then you stick it in the oven. Done. Serve it with some mashed potatoes, which again, you can make ahead of time, and you're good to go. I encourage you to go through your recipe books and select recipes that are delicious, but then can be made ahead of time and reheated, or made the night of with minimal time and mental energy. Remember, the main thing is spending time with your loved ones. My final tip when it comes to food is to stock up on snacks, drinks, etc. so that your family can help themselves to those. Let them know they're welcome to anything in the kitchen. Show them where they can find snacks, drink, glassware, etc. so that they are independent. The big thing to remember is that your guests will not remember what your house looked like, what you fed them, but they are going to remember how you made them feel. If they had a relaxing time at your home, if they got quality time with you. The only way that your guests are going to relax is if you do. If you're having people over for the day, not overnight, ask them to bring something. Delegate. It is not rude. They are not going to think less of you because you asked them to bring a dish to the Thanksgiving meal. Don't be a hero. Nobody cares if you put together a five-course meal all by yourself and refused anyone's help. People want to help and pitch in. They don't want you to be running around like a psycho, stressed out, producing this wonderful meal, but being stressed about it. It's not worth it. So lastly, I'll leave you with this passage from Matthew that I read that really put things in perspective for me. It's Matthew 6, 25 through 27. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I love that this passage points out how trivial things like what we wear or eat or look like are in the grand scheme of things. God feeds us, watches out for us, and has things planned out for us. All will be as it is meant to be. So take the pressure off of yourself. Focus on your neighbor, your house guests, your family, your friends, and treating them well because you want them to enjoy their time in your home.
until next week, happy Thanksgiving planning, everybody. And remember to keep the main thing the main thing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.